Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Show did. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Hey, y'all, we're hour. back. Hey, it's Caroline. No. Oh, no. oh, go ahead. I just Try. had a stroke. Sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> By the way, uh, did you know that April tans? <laughs> and she's, by the way, black. <laughs> so uh, she's I want to know making, why black people tan. She's making fun of me because I'm no, half black. I'm just and curious. We were texting the other day I'm and I was white. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, why are you tanning? You're going in a tanning bed? I'm confused. Well, here's the thing. Please tell me. When you are of mixed race like I am, sometimes your tone is very yellow. And my brother used to say I was the same color as his pee. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe that gave me a complex. But in the summer, I can get a beautiful golden tan. How do you think us white pale people feel? I mean, I I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think that's why white people tan. I would love your color. I mean, but this is like why seven think- weeks of tanning. But you're black. But um, but my skin is not. So here's the thing. My grandma, lover Florentia Garcia, she, oh, she said, not black. No, no, she's she she's not. on my Mexican side. She said, <laughs> my mom was going to get mad at me. She was like, <laughs> you know, white people tan to get brown yeah and black people stay out of the sun so that they don't get darker yes that's like my friend stephanie she's like give me an umbrella god should have made everybody brown (laughs) basically (laughs) and i was like well that is true people tan to or use Skin or tanner, self tanner or yes. spray tanner. We're always trying to be tanner. Go- Everybody should have been gold. Yeah, gold. Which is really, I think, is where we're going because there's a lot of miscegenation going on. Excuse me, wait, I don't understand. A that. lot of mixed. It's a lot of me going on. But I don't know what that word is. Miscegenation. I mean, we, were, we were working on. Did you, you just make that up? No, it's a real word. Look uh, it up. You're. I, oh well, I would, but it will take me about thirty minutes. So. Anyways, golden is always what I try to achieve so that um, I'm not pale. I mean. Or yellow. It's not pale. It is pale, but it's like yellow. And it's when my brother said I'm the color of pee, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, so I'm tanning. (laughs) Well, that's about right. So, y'all, I got a quickie for you. (gasps) Yes. The best. We love the quickies. We love the quickies. Only some days. Oh, I like them every day. Oh, sorry. I like them every day. I'm 
I'm not married, so. <laughs> I've been married too long. I need a quickie. And that is it. Oh. That is it. So, um, Caroline brought you a good episode last week, and that was your long one. So, you got a little foreplay. Mm-hmm. Got a good story. Always. Then you got a happy ending. Oh. Or not really. It wasn't yeah. a great happy ending. Yeah, no. But now I'm going to bring you to the family annihilators. And let me tell you, April loves some family annihilators. I Who doesn't? have been obsessed with family annihilators. Yeah, you've actually predicted some, <laughs> which haven't happened yet. <laughs> Listen, I secretly have a list of people that I know. She has a theory. That I think. Yeah will end in some type of family annihilation or at least one murder in the family. Yeah. Like either husband's going to kill the wife and mm-hmm. make it seem like it's a suicide or everybody's going to be gone. Yep. And I hate that, but I'm just, Listen, I mean. gut instinct. I understand. And I'm usually right. I, and this is real sad. I'm usually right. Yeah, Caroline, I mean, am you, I right? You are right about my situation, so I'm sure you're going to be right. I mean, yeah. You so, really are. I really am. My friend Lindsay is like, I want you to meet my guy as soon as before I meet him, basically, because I will yeah. call him out. Yep. Yep. So um, this is a trigger warning, one for Caroline, because if she doesn't know this story, I did know she's it. going to maybe have some flashbacks. For you guys out there, trigger warning, this is sad and it does involve kiddos little bitty babies like babies oh so yeah. if you are happy and houring with us is that a word i you mean are? it is now happy houring yeah so it whether it's if it's your coffee get another shot of whatever you put in espresso your espresso if it's alcohol take a shot yep or drink your green tea where it's happy hour oh we are equal opportunity happy hour podcast right yeah you don't have to be drunks like us is that enough yeah yeah no that's good yeah and it's happy hour so it's what you do at happy hour yeah and it's thirsty I mean, thursday so y'all just happen to know us it's during literally the our time. like drink and i mean just because i drink wine every other night doesn't mean anything <laughs> it does not mean anything i mean look at i'm putting water in i it, know so i'm I mean, hydrating yeah but i don't hydrate my liver like you do so listen longo <laughs> family murders here we go baby okay christian longo his mm-hmm. middle name was actually michael and that's a great name christian michael i've always loved that name he was born in michigan in 1974 to devout Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, hell. Instead of going to church on Sundays, they go to Kingdom Hall on Saturdays. And that's where he met a girl named Mary Jane Baker. And they end up getting married. But Mary Jane's older. So Mary Jane is 25. Christian Longo's 19 when they get married in 1993. Okay? Okay. But they're not allowed to get married in the Kingdom Hall. Ask why. Why? Because he just got in trouble for stealing and he stole money to put a down payment for her engagement ring that was 3.5 carats. So they couldn't get married in Kingdom Hall, but they got married anyways, maybe in somebody else's Kingdom Hall, I don't know, or maybe they went to the City Hall. But they bought a house and this was a big, nice house. And 
that's when they started to live large. So you got Christian and you got Mary and they're living large. They are buying expensive electronics, clothes, cars. They're going on these big resort vacations and they, everybody around them are thinking these are the Joneses, basically. Like they are putting on this image that they are rich, basically. Yeah, they have a reason. And he even um, puts on this persona in front of their friends. So he will buy her flowers. He will compliment her. So her friends think that he is like the best. The best mm-hmm. husband, the sweetest, whatever. Little do they know, like, what is about to happen. So he was fake, and I would have peeped him out. I wish I would have known Mary Jane, but I was like 12. That's what my then. sister always says. I peep him out. Peep him out. Peep him out. I would have peeped him out. She said that shit. I would have, oh, oh, I'm going to peep him out. I'm going to, I'm like, what the hell? What do you mean, peep him? Huh? Peep him. So. The theft charge was only the beginning. So because they're living so lavishly, Mary did not know that they were actually drowning in credit card debt. So all these things that they're buying, he's charging and he's charging and he's charging. And he only works for the New York Times. And that sounds like a great job, but it's like an entry level job. So it's not even like great money. And so he seems like he's perfect but he's really not. But while at the New York Times, he becomes obsessed with this author, writer named Michael Finkel. Say it three times. Michael Finkel, Michael Finkel, Michael Finkel. Because his name comes back up later on. But what Michael Finkel does is he travels the world and he writes these big pieces for the New York Times. And um, Christian Longo is just kind of obsessed with his and admires his life. He just thinks he's living the life, traveling the world, writing these pieces. So Christian stopped, like he's over working for people. And him and his brother decide to open up a business. And it's a construction cleanup business. So he's working for himself. And anybody that he talks to, he's trying to tell them how great business is, uh-huh. how much money they're making, how successful they are, when in actuality, he is not. And he even convinces his dad, so Christian's dad, to invest tens of thousands of dollars into this business. Oh, hey. When he's really just writing bad, forging checks hmm. from his business to himself or from the few customers that he has to himself. But it's one thing if you're forging these checks to pay off the debt that you already accrued, right? To maybe get out of debt? Yeah. No, he's just buying up new shit. Yep. And trying to still live this life that he doesn't have. Yep. So because he's buying and buying and buying all these things, he can't pay the bill. Yep. Or like his bills to his house. Yep. So they ended up having one of their vehicles repoed, but they got a big family of five and they have another vehicle, but it's, it ends up having car trouble. And so he goes in, he gets a fake ID. He's kind of brilliant. Like if you think about it, he gets a fake ID and he goes out of state and he test drives this van and because he gives a fake ID. Yeah. Guess what he does? Just drives. Just Two back to Michigan 
steals the van and he shows up with this brand new minivan. I mean, first of all, if you go steal a car, don't steal That's a minivan. A Come on, get something. But maybe they, all these kids, maybe it was a nice minivan. Get I don't you know. a Tahoe. Get, get you, a you something. Come on. Escalade. Station wagon. I mean, come on. Tahoe. I got a station wagon. Yes. Yeah, get you a hashtag station mean, wagon. <laughs> Ford. Get you something. I don't know. So he drives his van. He steals it. He brings it home. And wife, Mary Jane, starts to question, because it's been some time, why in the hell hasn't a bill come up for this van? So guess what Christian does? He prints up these fake bills, has them sent to his house, and then he grabs them like he's just going to take them and pay for him. So <laughs> I I have to believe that Mary submitted and let Christian, who's probably supposed to be the breadwinner, and take care of all the finances in the house, which happens in a lot of households, right? Yeah. So she doesn't know or she doesn't want to know i don't know which one yet so either she doesn't know she doesn't want to know or she don't want to acknowledge like, um this can't be right yeah like she she's no. in denial yeah i'm my my mind is yeah so by september 2000 they're driving and he gets pulled over and it's a stolen van and he has a bunch of bad checks out, $30,000 worth, actually. Oh. And he gets arrested. But do you think he gets jail time? Mm, I'm going to say no. Nope, not at all. And in Michigan, check fraud is a big deal. Like, he could have gotten a lot of time. But because he is Christian Longo and he is good looking and he is a smooth talker, he talks to the judge and tells the judge that he is a family man He's got three kids and he was in over his head like he was just trying to support his family. So he gets three years probation. Mm. Sounds like Ted Bundy situation. And because all this is, they get excommunicated again from another kingdom hall. So, I mean, I just love how this religion, they just cut you like you're kicked out if you make a mistake. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's what Jesus would do. Hey, go to a Christian church. That is not how we will do you. So they're excommunicated. And when you're excommunicated from a kingdom hall, the people who still belong to that kingdom hall are not allowed to play with you. So that means her family really wasn't supposed to like play with her anymore or them. But they do because, you know, that's their family. So um, then after that, Mary Jane sees an email on his laptop and sees that Christian is cheating on her. And like a good narcissist, he turns that back on her and says, well, you know, gaslighting, you know, you were no fun anymore because you had all these kids. Oh, so he had to find the fun elsewhere. It's your fault. Yeah. I put the sperm in you. Okay, bye. And so, but Mary Jane is like, I'm not going to break up my family. I want to keep my baby daddy with my babies. And so she begins trying to turn over a new leaf as a wife. And she starts spoiling his ass. She runs his bath water. She gives him massages. She's probably oh, she's probably nice. giving him some good, good BJs. Yeah. yeah. 
And she tries to teach him like a, uh, sorry, treat him like a king because she's determined to save her marriage. But had she left him, she may still be alive. Quote, unquote. Oh, I'm not telling shit. everybody to leave their marriage. Mm. But so he has three years probation, right? While he's on probation, he gets a new credit card because his credit shot $30,000 of check fraud, right? Mm. But this time, this credit card is in his daddy's name. But his daddy don't know. So within some weeks, Caroline, weeks, mm. he doesn't run up 25000 or thirty or forty or fifty, he runs it up one hundred thousand dollars in debt in I'll a couple okay. of weeks. He bought some boats. Oh he hell. bought some jet skis. He got his wife laser eye surgery and oh. all these toys. Okay, all right. Well, maybe. I mean, and I'll be I'll be fine with that. I if you buy me all these I'd things, be, yeah. I mean, you know, can I keep them though? Like, I don't. You know. You can keep your eye surgery. Yeah, you can't sure. take, can't repo that. <laughs> but in this me in this time that he's buying all this stuff, he actually skips parole too. So then he knows he's gonna have to leave town. So he packs up Mary Jane and his kids, and they leave and they're in Toledo, Ohio, where they're living in a warehouse. No. It's pretty crappy, but he's promising that he's gonna flip it and redo it and make this mm-hmm. amazing sure place is. to live. Way to go, guy. But instead, he writes more bad checks. And he starts fencing items. What is fencing, you Don't, ask? Uh, yeah, I do ask. Um, He buys stolen shit. Oh, good job, bro. sells it for a lot more money. Yes, that's my breath. So... Um, that's how he's making his money. No job. No job. He's not employed. Police find out because, remember, he has a warrant out for his arrest. And police find out that where they are and they show up to this warehouse, but they had just left. Like, I have no idea how he knows exactly when to leave, but he he does. And they abandon everything. Their beds are still there. Her wedding dress is there. All the crap that he had wrote bad checks for and bought, like it's all still there. And now her family has no idea um, where she is because their phones are disconnected. Okay, so family, who according to Kingdom All, shouldn't be talking to him, worried about him. But that's her family. So they file a missing persons report as any good family would. And a couple weeks after that, they get a postcard from Mary Jane. So Mary Jane's family's missing her. They get a postcard. The postcard comes from South Dakota. And all it says is, I can't contact you right now. There's a lot going on. I'll contact you later. Basically, Mm -hmm. that's not a quote at all because I forgot what it said. (laughs) But um, the police see that postcard and say, oh, well, you know, she's grown. She knows what she's doing. We're going to close this missing person case. So they do. So people are now no longer looking for the Longo family. And her family now doesn't know where she is because they haven't heard from her. Uh So they leave Ohio. And since then, they have just been going from town to town, living in crappy hotels 
and staying at campsites. So you thought they would have hit their low. Or like Christian would have thought he hit his low. You never know. Um, And they end up in Oregon, but they are living in this amazing condo on the river. How? Because he's only working at a Starbucks making $7.40 an hour because he has no good credit, no good experience. He hasn't worked. He's been fencing and writing hot checks, right? Mm -hmm. He's got a business that went under. So, but he's such a smooth talker. He talks a landlord into renting this condo out to them, even though his full check wouldn't even pay the more the rent on this condo. So living on this condo, working at Starbucks for minimum wage, he doesn't even have enough money to feed his family. And Mary Jane has to start going to food banks to get food. And this Christian doesn't like this because remember, Christian wants to look like he is the richest and the best and everything's going on with Mm -hmm. him, right? Like everything good is going on. So he's even telling the people that he works Starbucks with that he um, doesn't even need to work there, that he only works there because he likes the coffee. Oh, yeah. Nice. So... Yeah, I just got this job because I like to drink their coffee, not because my family's starving. Mm -mm. So there's that. And on the evening of December 16th, he knows that they're about to get evicted because he hasn't had the money to pay for rent. And he decided that this is going to be the end. On December 17th, the kids are marked absent from their daycare and Mary Jane doesn't show up to her job. On December 19th, this is 2001, there's a fisherman fishing off this bridge and he sees something floating in the water. Oh, hell. Calls the police and when the divers retrieve it, it's the body of a four-year-old boy. There was no trauma to the little body. Um, So the police thought that maybe he wandered off. Like maybe he got away from his parents, wandered off, fell off the bridge and drowned. So they were like, there has to be a missing persons report out or something on this kid. Well, they investigate and there's no missing persons report. So then they begin to knock on the door and they post flyers of pictures of this little boy. And one person recognizes him. And this lady, her last name is Thompson. She actually worked at Starbucks with Christian. And she recognizes the boy as Zachary Longo because she befriended Christian and she actually babysat for them (gasps) on occasions. Can you imagine being a babysitter for this family that you think is this great all-American family? I can. And then you see their face on the news. Yikes. So she identifies the body, and she's in the police department, and she's telling the police about Christian Longo and his family. And um, the police decide to go do a welfare check. And they're arriving at this nice-ass condo on the water, and they begin to wonder, 
how in the hell can Christian afford this condo on Mm. $7.40 an hour? The house was undisturbed, nothing was missing, and there was no clue of where they might be. So they issue a statewide manhunt for Christian, the wife, and there's two other daughters that nobody has found. And then in the meantime, they sent divers back to where Chris, uh, Zachary was found. Just in case. Just in case. These are good investigators. Like, Oregon police is doing what they should do. So, in the water, brace yourself. They find three-year-old Sadie. She had a pillowcase full of rocks tied to her ankles to weigh her down. And a little bit further down from her body was a second pillowcase of rocks that was probably used to tie down Zachary's body. So Zachary must have, had to have, come his legs, like, got untied. Mm. He was able to float. Terrible. But there was still no sign of Christian or Mary Jane. And I remember reading that um, had Zachary's body not come untied, they would not have found them for years, probably 10 to 15 years because of how the tide flows in that area. So this guy was smart. I think he really knew what he was doing. Okay, so there's two of the kids right there. There's still one kid left, and then where's wife? So, I mean, this hits the news station, and so tips start coming in. And one man reports that he saw a man in a van near the bridge, and the description matches Christian Longo. So he just happened to be driving, and he pulls over because he thought Christian needed help, and he describes the van. It's Christian's van. The Longo family van, and he describes a man, and he describes Christian. Well, on December 27th, divers decide to go back into the water, but they're going now at near where their condo is. So they're in the water, and they find two suitcases. One that had human hair coming out of it. And it contained 34-year-old Mary Jane. She had bruising around her neck, resembling hands from strangulation. And the second suitcase was two-year-old Madison, along with some clothes and a set of dumbbells to weigh her down. So two years old. So he knew that had he just put her, that the suitcase would have floated. So he put a set of dumbbells to weigh her down. And then Christian Longo was gone in the wind. And by the next day, he was wanted for murder and on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. Do you remember watching that show? Like there was America's Most Wanted. Then there was like um, FBI's 10 most wanted. So he was on there. People were looking for him. And they start getting these tips, right? And they figure out... That what happens is he gets, he takes credit card receipts 
He steals credit card receipt from when he's working at Starbucks, and he buys these airplane tickets, and they figure out that he's going to Cancun, Mexico. So that is crappy because now they have to work with Cancun, another country with Mexico, to try to get Christian Longo into custody. Yeah. And when they get these calls and they get these tips in, People are not calling and saying, Christian this, Christian that. They're saying he's going by the name Mike. Mike? Mike. Yeah. So they have a positive match or what they think is a positive match. And so because it's two countries working together, they're not able to just like get on the ground and go arrest him. But they are able to get a surveillance team going on him. And so he is living his best life in Cancun. He's scuba diving. He's smoking weed. He's bar hopping. He's getting laid. And he was living his best life. Living his best life by the name of Michael Finkel. What name did I tell you to say three times? Uh, I don't remember. Michael Finkel. Oh, Michael, Michael, Michael Finkel, Finkel. Michael Finkel. Michael Finkel. So he has reincarnated himself as Michael Finkel, and he's telling everybody that he is working for the new, he's a writer for the New York Times. So he'd only been in Cancun for a couple weeks. And so by January 14th, only two weeks since he's been there, he was arrested in his cabana, smoking weed and in bed with this German photographer. Mm-hmm. And he stands trial by March 10th, and he pleads not guilty because he's a narcissist and they can do nothing wrong, remember? Mm-hmm. And of course, it's not his fault. Guess whose fault it is? Uh, his wife's. His wife's fault. Oh. He says that he came clean about all his bullshit about bad checks and skipping probation. And they had this big argument and that he left and went to work. And when he came back, Two kids were missing. <laughs> and that he saw one of the kid, little Madison's body, who's looked lifeless. And in a fit of rage, he strangled his wife, Mary Jane, because he was mad. Because Mary Jane killed his kids. And then he that's saw what, that that's Madison. That's what Chris Watt said. Exactly what he said. Yes. Yeah. That's, what they, that's what they say. Um, and that he... Finished off Madison because he didn't want Madison growing up knowing what happened. Okay. So it's so typical. So typical. And I'm so glad the jury did not buy this. And so he was convicted of all four counts of murder and he received the death penalty. Good. But listen how easily... This could have went south. If you think about how Zachary and Sadie's body were disposed. Yeah. And then how was Madison and Mary Jane's body disposed? They were both in water, but both totally different. You had pillowcase, rocks, and rope. And then you had a suitcase over here and two different bodies of water. So that could create a little bit of reasonable doubt because there's two different, not motives, but I guess MO yeah. for the murder. Luckily, the jurors were like not having it. So he got death row. However, there's a moratorium, moratorium, 
I'm going to make that up. Excuse me? Oregon has a moratorium, and so they are not doing any death penalties right now. No, so he listen, is just on I death row. I feel like Texas nowadays. Is, oh, no, we, no, we're doing it. We just did. We just killed somebody the other day. Oh, we did. Well, come yeah. way to go, Texas. Finally, you had to regroup after an old after get it picked up. Get it picked up. We got to make up. We got to make up for that. But shit. I feel like people are like, you okay? There, people say you don't need to have a hand in playing God and playing yeah. and like killing people, yeah. so they don't believe in death yeah. row. But yeah. I'm like, bitch, if you kill somebody, then you need to be killed. I literally Kilt. go back and forth. Kilt. I know. But like in my whole life, I've gone back and forth because I feel like Ted Bundy. I think Jeffrey you just Dahmer, need to like suffer real bad in jail. Like you need to get raped. <laughs> get, like beaten. Real or bad. just let the Lord take care of it. I feel like. Well, too. yeah. But I do. I feel like but we can learn. What if they like. But I do feel like we can learn a whole lot from these people. And like Ted Bundy helped get the Green River Killer. Ed Kemper has helped us figure out how to profile serial killers. He's so smart. Like they could. You think we should go talk us. to Ed Kemper? I would love to go. I think we'd be the last ones. Yeah. Let's. Can you send him a picture? Just send him a dirty pic. Oh, I could be a college goer. I mean, sure. people, all the high school kids think I'm still in college. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Write Kemper a letter. It's because I wear the same clothes they do. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to dress business professional. You'll learn one day. I don't Maybe want not. To. I still don't know either. And I went down. He's on death row, but he's probably not going to get killed anytime soon. In the meantime, Michael Finkel. Michael Finkel, Michael Finkel, Michael Let Finkel. me tell you how this saved his life. So Michael Finkel had just like went to his apartment to hide in his hole because he basically just plagiarized a big article and they found out about it, about child slavery. And so his career is over. He, I don't know if he plagiarized. He just made some shit up. He put a whole bunch of stories together to make one story and he was fired from the New York Times. So he was going back to his apartment because he knew his career was over. And he got a phone call from a reporter and the reporter says... He thought he was going to be asked about like what his that article, yeah, that bullshit article that he bullshitted. But they asked him about a murder, and he had no idea what he's talking about. Like, what? So when he Googled his own name, nothing about this bogus article came up. It was all about Christian Longo pretending to be him and annihilating his family. So Finkel becomes obsessed with this story. And he starts visiting Christian in jail. And they almost befriend each other. Because remember, Christian um, is obsessed with him. And he kind of saved Michael Finkel's life. So he wants to know more. So he's call, he's going to visit him. He's questioning him. They've written letters back and forth. There's phone calls, like 50 phone calls. A thousand pages of letters go back and forth. And eventually Michael Finkel writes a book, a memoir about this situation. And it is now a movie with Jonah Hill and James Franco. And eventually, eventually after the trial, after everything, Christian admits 
to killing his family. Because remember, he had been pointing it back at his wife, pointing it at his wife, pointing uh-huh. it at his wife. And Michael Finkel was like, tell me the truth, tell me the truth, tell me the truth. So here is Christian's story. He um, was stressed with having to take care of such a big family, and it was too much, and he couldn't do it, and he needed to send them to a better place. So he said that after he got off of work, him and Mary Jane were making love, and he realized this was the perfect opportunity. So he wrapped his hands around her neck, and strangled her. Then he strangled Madison, two-year-old Madison, but said he did not like the feeling of the two-year-old's throat in his hands. It was too upsetting, and he didn't want to do it again. So strangled them too, and then he packed their bodies into suitcases and threw them into the water while he figured out what to do with the other children, Okay. He told Finkel that he took Zachary and Madison into his minivan while they were asleep, like Christian Watts, and buckled them into their car seats. Why? You're about to kill them. He brought along pillowcases and stopped along the drive to fill them up with the very large rocks. Once he got to the middle of the bridge, he pulled over and quietly opened the door to not wake them. And one by one, he unbuckled them from their suit car seat, tied the pillowcase around their ankle, lifted them gingerly out, and dropped them into the water. Hmm. Afterwards, he went to a company Christmas party. Oh, my gosh. Where he gave a co-worker a bottle of perfume that was Mary Jane's. He like, later, he has no, like, no. Nothing. He later he, rented a movie worked a shift at Starbucks, and played some volleyball. And he only left because Zachary's body floated up to the top and was discovered. I can't. He said his reasoning for killing his family was so they wouldn't witness his failure Mm. to provide for them. That's so nice. So Mary Jane wouldn't discover that he had been deceiving her for years and that she's married to a loser, a liar, and a thief. I just don't understand. So there's different categories of family annihilators according to this article. And he falls under the civil reputable family annihilator. And so basically... They are nonviolent. There is no signs that this would happen. No violent signs. Yes. Yeah. And then they come to their breaking point and they just peacefully do it. And then they get rid of the body. And usually it's when they are about to be discovered for the frauds that they are. The, the other type is like a livid, coercive family annihilator. And so they would kill to maintain, maintain control or like for revenge. So that wasn't him at all. He was like trying to save face, basically. Mm-hmm. And they say still in jail right, or, yeah, right now, even after his conviction, he's still pretending to be this successful stock trader to impress other inmates. 
what Christian's doing in jail right now. He has he has said that he oh, she's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. He agrees that he is a narcissist because uh, there was this whole psychological done on him. He agrees with all that. And right now, he had started a foundation called GAVE. Oh, hell. Which stands called for Gaze? GAVE, G-A-V-E. Oh. Gifts of anatomical value from everyone. So this means he's trying to argue that people on death row should be able to donate their organs Bye. to people who need it. We don't want your organs. And I guess that right now, you can't do that. So I want to know from you guys, would you want an organ from somebody <laughs> on death row? Like what That's would you? That's a good question. I, I mean, would you want Jeffrey Dahmer's liver? Probably not. So there's my quickie. Hope you loved it. Christian Longo, I thought about this for a while after I heard it. Um, so there's the Longo family murders. Da, 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 da. We will see y'all next week with a whole new story. And listen, don't uh, actually, what do we say at the end? What do we say at the end? Stay aware. Stay alive. alive. And always be down. D-T-F. Which is down to fine. Bye. Bye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.